listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Chad. I'm Daniel. And I'm April. And joining us again, no surprise, from our sister podcast, one of our favorite people. He likes to be called the Superior Howitt brother. Here he is, Tyler Howitt. I don't like fight against this every time. I just am. I don't know. Unbelievable. Mm, Well, (laughs) and I have the endorsement of Chris. Chad, I think you're sometimes on my side. You know, I'm still winning you over. It depends. There are (laughs) days where I wake up and I think for sure this is a Tyler day. Other days, I think it's a Daniel day. So, uh, although what 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 type of day is today, Chad? Well, I think today is clearly on Team Daniel because Daniel, we have reached the favorite part of your year when it comes to movies. It's it's Oscar season. But more about that in just a moment. I wanted to remind everybody right at the top that you can help us out by following us on our social channels. You can find us on Facebook. Search the Screeners Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can do so, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. Even more important than that, if you've got the time, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It helps other people discover the podcast, and we really, really appreciate it. So I'm very excited about this show. We're going to have a full in-depth review of The Goldfinch, a film that opened to a very interesting weekend uh we'll dig into that for sure but we are excited tonight to announce a brand new game to the screeners podcast and we're gonna let our resident oscars and all awards expert take us away on that trip so our main event for tonight is all about awards so let's get right to it welcome to the main event that's right. Like Chad was talking about, it's award season. You know, we just wrapped up in our last episode, our summer movie wager. That is, it's, it's over. It's done. We're never going to talk about it again. Now, I haven't um, gotten there. Do we want to spoil who won? Uh, well, yeah. If, if they listened to our last episode, they would know that I clearly came out way out ahead and won. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chad, Chad demolished. Oh, Chad won. Yeah. Chad Things are back as they rightfully should be. <laughs> the world is, is in order. on Daniel's side at the moment because he feels bad. <clears throat> well, I yeah, think it's... I think Daniel's burying the lead, Tyler. I, I don't want to spoil the suspense for you, but at this point, most of our listeners should have listened uh, listened to the episode. The real news in all of this was not that April came in last, but it's because <laughs> oh. it was her thanks, very thanks first. It was her very <laughs> first time. That's expected. The news was Josh, oh, <laughs> who is always last, who literally sees less than six movies a year, beat Daniel, Josh which is the greatest thing I can imagine. Daniel. Josh wow. beat Daniel. He did. And so, and, so know, and, and the thing that really sealed it for him was he nailed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at position number 10. So, uh, Which is yet another good segue into <laughs> back into the awards conversation. We're going to steer the conversation away from the summer movie wager. But what, what the end of the summer movie wager means is that, yes, we are in awards season. And uh, because we have so much fun doing the summer movie wager every year, uh, that, that kind of got me thinking about what we could do uh, in the same vein for awards, because that's always where my heart lies. And so we do have a new game we're going we're gonna to introduce a little bit later in the episode uh, where we're going to be doing an, an award season draft. Just a minor one. I know some people are crazy on the internet and they do this massive award season drafts and follow all the different shows and tons of movies and all this stuff. We're not going to go that crazy, but it should still be fun. Um, but before we get there, we haven't talked really. 
really at all about the upcoming awards season. So we, you know, uh, Telluride, Venice, Toronto International Film Festival, they all wrapped up. And so we've seen most of the contenders. So we just kind of wanted to talk about some of those contenders, what we, um, what we're anticipating, what we, what we're excited to see, what we think are going to do well throughout the awards season. So um, to kind of, to kind of kick things off, um, we want to start things with a bang with Venice. Um, did you guys hear about the uh, the Venice Golden Lion winner? Yes. That is insane. Um, so, Joker yeah, so won. Joker won. Uh, so yeah, the, the winner last year was Roma, which won Best Director, almost won Best Picture. The year before that was Shape of Water, that did win Best Picture, and this year it's it's Joker. So um, yeah, did anybody uh, see that Joker coming as a as a major awards contender? You know, I no. I really didn't i i'm kind of curious now i i really was kind of against the joker movie i thought it was something we didn't need in our lives um and and now it's at least it's piqued my interest all of this buzz and things comparing it to scorsese films and stuff i'm i'm definitely intrigued i i'm i mean with joaquin phoenix uh in the role i mean i, I didn't believe this movie was actually going to happen because it just sounded so random why yep. would joaquin phoenix want to do this movie and now you know, it's getting rave reviews, wins Venice, uh, gets more rave reviews out of Telluride and TIFF. So, yeah, it's I'm just, fascinated. It's crazy because Todd Phillips has done all these comedies, mm-hmm. you know, like Due Date and Old School, The Hangover, etc. Mm-hmm. And so you combine that with Joaquin Phoenix, who's one of the, in my opinion, one of the finest actors out yeah. today. And you just have no idea what in the world could this possibly be. So if I wasn't already intrigued enough... Uh, I am even more more so now. So, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see this film. Yeah, the closest that uh, Todd Phillips has come to real awards contention. Well, I mean, he's he was uh, I believe he he was nominated for an Oscar for the script of Borat. But that's a kind of a whole different, <laughs> sure. whole different thing. And then and then the hangover won Golden Globe for best comedy. Sure. But uh, yeah, didn't expect this to be a you know, I always thought Joaquin Phoenix could be in the conversation for best actor, but I thought that's where that's like the very peak of where this movie would go. But now who knows? Maybe maybe we've got a, a best picture nominee on our hands. I don't even know. Yeah. It's wild. Um, on the other hand, with with uh, at Tift at Toronto, their People's Choice Award. It's one of the best forecasters out there because in, in just this decade alone, every single winner except one was nominated for Best Picture, and three of those winners won Best Picture, including Green Book last year. That's kind of uh, the Tift's People's Choice Award is kind of what launched Green Book um, on the path that it ended up on. You know, I'll leave that up to up to you guys if if you think that's a good or a bad thing, but that's that's kind of where it launched, and so. This year, the winner was kind of another divisive movie, not uh, not nearly to the extent of Green Book, but uh, it was Jojo Rabbit. I Which did not I expect know Jojo Rabbit. Nothing about zero about you know, it. Really? Nothing about it. Zero about uh, it. It looks fascinating. I'm so uh, excited to see that movie. Well, it's Taika Waititi, yes. which means it's yeah. going to be good. I just I've no nothing. That's the only thing I know about it is Taika. Waititi. <laughs> Why are you excited about that one, April? Um. Because I feel like everything Taika Waititi touches these days just turns to gold. True. And just the whole idea of Hitler and Nazis and... Taika Waititi, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm in already. <laughs> Taika Waititi as Hitler, which yeah. is, oh, he, which is he's even better. in it as well. Oh, I love yeah, it. So he, so, so basically the short, it's, it's adapted from a novel. Basically, it's about a kid who's in the Hitler youth, and um, he just really doesn't fit in. He gets made fun of and things like that. And to cope, he 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 has an imaginary friend 
who is Taika Waititi as Hitler. Oh my gosh, and, uh, I'm so, so in. And, yeah, you it know, looks insane. This is the perfect time to say that this draft that we're about to do in our game in this time of year is the most difficult time of year living the trailer-free life because yeah, I, was about to I say. want to watch all of them, but I, at the same time, I don't. So when I was trying to put my list together, it was really complicated. Uh, and when we're talking <laughs> about all of these, uh, you know, these different festivals, when these films come out, I just have to learn about the synopsis. And when you say, you know, Taika Waititi, Hitler, I'm in, whatever, whatever, I'm <laughs> just in. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, you know, we tried to do this movie draft a couple weeks ago, but our schedules couldn't align. But now we at least have kind of some of the reaction from these festivals to yeah. go off of instead of going purely blind. Um, that definitely changed the way I would have picked some of these movies. Oh, yeah. But one movie that wasn't super surprising that, that really dominated at these festivals was Marriage Story right. from mm. Netflix. Um, have by, you directed guys... by Noah Baumbach, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, Adam Driver is really poised to maybe maybe win Best Actor um, in in a walk. It seems like he's he's clearly getting the most attention. But um, yeah, Netflix as a whole really seems poised to do really well. Are you guys what what movies from Netflix are you guys excited for that might be uh, in the awards race this year? All six, seven, eight hours of The Irishman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah. gonna be that long? It's like no, it's four. Gonna, it's no, it's it's under four. It's like three thirty, three forty five. You have to like say that. a movie like to clarify that a movie is <laughs> under four hours. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with I, I'm super excited for a marriage story. I'm all about these uh, films that are authentic and seem to be uh, revolving around just the mundanity of of a daily life and a marriage kind of thing. I watched literally the first 15 seconds of the trade there are two trailers i think that are out one is mm -hmm. from her perspective and one is from his it's like what i love about charlie or whatever his name is and then her uh, his is what i love about whatever her name is and so i watched the one from his perspective where he's doing a voiceover with like 15 seconds of it and i was out i couldn't watch anymore because i know yep. i'm going to love this movie hmm. yep yeah, or let really me back phenomenal. that up i don't know that i'm going to love it i know that i'm going to be impacted by it yeah. in some way strongly because adam driver yeah. I mean, he's a treasure. He is like a he national really treasure. That guy can do anything. So I'm. I'm and he's I'm, only been acting for like six years, it's seven crazy. years. Mm -hmm. What yeah. did he? Yeah. Got, he got his start on Girls, right? And it's like out of nowhere. So. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a soldier. Like he was a yeah. marine, I believe. Yeah. And then he just transitioned to acting and just this insane rise. If you look at all the directors he's worked with, I mean, right. he's worked with all the major directors all of them um in such a short amount of time it's it's crazy yeah i'm so i'm psyched and i think black klansman you know he got the nomination last year Should've so won. i we're really well i don't know about that but he's <laughs> he's really poised and ready to to break out so i think as of right now at least as of what what premiered at these festivals he got the most i mean i think joaquin phoenix obviously got a lot of raves as well but uh I think Adam Driver got the Oscar in the bag right now. It's very early, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, but another Netflix film that that is fighting to to kind of win over Adam Driver uh, would be The Two Popes, um, which is oh, a movie know, that I didn't I did, know that was a Netflix film. Yeah, I and didn't I either. That, it is, and I didn't expect much from that movie. Honestly, I thought it would be perfectly fine, you know, get decent reviews, but it actually got rave reviews it's got jonathan price yeah. and uh and anthony hopkins as our last two popes and uh, are they playing really real life popes or is it are they fictionalized uh it's benedict and benedict and francis yes there you go um so it's it's kind of a just them it's like basically them hanging out it's kind of like a conversation between the two of them it's it's 
that's why I didn't. Th- it didn't sound well, like a movie. Comedy that would be- drama. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So it got phenomenal reviews. So um, Jonathan Price could be in the hunt for his first Oscar nomination. He's obviously had a super long career. So I mean, the director has done City of God, The Constant right. Gardener. I, I mean, he's the real he's deal. Brilliant. Yeah. Yep. So. It's just a matter of if Netflix wants to, you know, they've also got the Irishman. They've got a lot of actor contenders here, so um, who knows how well they do. But the weird thing is Anthony uh, Anthony McCartan, who wrote The Two Popes, um, his he's got a weird thing going on. His last three movies before The Two Popes all won Best Actor. Yeah. He wrote Bohemian wow. Rhapsody. He wrote The Theory of Everything. And shoot, off the top of my head. Darkest Hour. Hour. <clears throat> Darkest Hour. There oh, you go. wow. Um, so all of them won best picture. So, I mean, well, best actor, excuse wow. me. So, uh, yeah, pretty insane run there. So we'll see if this, and I don't, I don't anticipate that that streak is going to continue, but he could at least get a nomination. Ooh, he sure. is writing a John Lennon film at the moment. John Lennon, Yoko Ono film. Interesting. He's got a thing for these strong male, uh, male figures, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. So yeah, uh, tons of other movie premiere, movies premiered. Let me just kind of list a bunch of them out so we can kind of talk about all of them. Um, we had Just Mercy, with, you know, from Daniel Dustin, from Destin Daniel Cretton. We had A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mister Rogers biopic. Yep. Um, we had Waves, which is a movie that I knew very little about going in, and it just seems like it's really poised to break through in this Oscar season, really big. Uh, Parasite, the South Korean film, Bong Joon Ho. Ford v Ferrari, Knives Out, Hustlers, Harriet, Judy, Motherless Brooklyn, a bunch of stuff. So, um, any any of these movies that you guys wanted to kind of hone in on and and talk a little about a little bit about as it relates to award season? Well, I love the idea of Waves just because <clears throat> Trey Edward Schultz, the the films that he's directed, the his his debut was Krisha, which not a lot of people have seen, but it is wholly unique with a performance that I think should, yeah. was the best of that year that I saw. Uh, and then the second film was It Comes at Night, which again was somewhat polarizing, uh, but well, I thought was phenomenally good. And so just just on the strength of his first two uh, films, he has, in my opinion, a unique ability to really drill down into. Uh, a human's relationship with um, their humanity. And so yeah. the, the idea of this one, uh, which is essentially um, just two couples navigating life, uh, to me, just based on his previous work, I, I'm very excited about that. Obviously, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Tom Hanks, give me all that all day long. That'll probably be my favorite movie oh, yeah. uh, of the year, if, if not the best, quote unquote. But um, uh, as far as just being interested in, in really unique kind of an experience, I'm, I'm hoping that Waves is that for me. Yeah, I definitely, I was, the, the reaction to that film, uh, first at Telluride, was so intriguing because it was off the charts, uh, raves for that film, um, and and that one really got the conversation going really well, especially for Sterling K. Brown, yeah. who seems like he's, he's poised, you know, his career is obviously at a real sweet spot right now, um, so he could, he could end up being our Best Supporting Actor winner, we'll see what happens, got a lot of time left, but that one definitely broke out um i'm i was super excited for ford v ferrari which i think did well i don't think it uh i don't think it's poised itself as necessarily a best picture contender but it, it got phenomenal reviews so i'm, I'm excited to see where that one goes and anything else you guys wanted to uh highlight from the festival i'm super excited uh and i'm not sure which festival it, it has premiered at uh, other than I'm, i've just heard buzz but lighthouse i am yeah. 
Is it the lighthouse or is it lighthouse? The it's lighthouse. The lighthouse. Yeah. yeah, the lighthouse is. Um, it just seems right up my alley. Uh, it's it's like a, a a super close room black and white horror movie. Like that's just right up where I want from be Robert with. Eggers. From Robert mm-hmm. Eggers, starring Willem Dafoe, and is it Robert Pattinson is the other one? Yeah, yeah. yeah yep. Like it, it just that sounds exactly what I want. Um, uh, but but like Chad, I I do try to live the trailer free life, and so there's some of these that I've heard the name and I hear buzz, but I don't, you know, I I haven't seen enough. Um, the one uh, the parasite is, or just parasite is just right on my uh on my list. Uh, um, I'm I love what a lot of what comes out of uh of South Korean film these days. Um, there's some just really, really good stuff. Um, the last black man in San Francisco, which I know premiered a while ago, but I am sort of surprised that it hasn't done as well. Um, or at least yeah. it hasn't gotten the, the huge buzz that it seemed like it was going to get. Um, yeah. So last black man already came out quite a while. It's already out on home, uh, right. uh home video. It, it came so, out but, in uh, like, like before the summer, June, right? June. It was like June, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that's a phenomenal film. I really, really love that one a lot. I've actually also seen Parasite. Um, I was able to see that. That's it's a that is a phenomenal movie. That's my favorite movie of the year right now. Oh um, yeah, it's wow. it's just it's just so unique. It's yeah. so different and really fascinating. Um, it's kind of hard to even describe what it's about without getting into spoilers, but yeah. it's just a really interesting movie. I highly recommend that. For I'm excited. Sure. I'm excited too. Like just on that, that the legs of parasite there, like we were seeing, we're seeing such a good, like the beginnings, I hope of a good rise, uh, um, in non, non-Eastern or non-Western film, you know, we're getting, or at least good fusions, you know, we're getting, um, the farewell, which just it, that might be yeah, that might really be good. my favorite of the year, or at least top three so far. I just that's gonna abs- be a contender too. Yeah, Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Aqua, to me, Aquafina or Zhao Zhuzhen has uh, they've either won or at least got nominated for the award in my book. They both knocked it out of the park. Um, and I'm just I like this this wave that we seem to be I think all too slowly, but beginning to get of of hey people who don't speak English can make movies mm-hmm. and it's, you know, or, or not fully be in English and, and that's okay. And we can read some of our movies and that's okay too. And, and I really, I'm excited to see where we, where we go. Yeah. The crazy thing is no Korean film has ever been nominated for best foreign language film at the Oscars ever, which is insane. The last, yeah. especially the last five years at the very least, um, we have gotten some fantastic films out of, out of South Korea, but yeah. So I would expect this bare minimum it's going to get nominated for foreign language film. Yeah. Uh people are saying it could get nominated for best picture. I'm not not sure if I'm ready to say that yet, but it's it's certainly possible cuz it's uh getting phenomenal reviews and it's a great movie. April, what are some of these uh films that that you're looking forward to this award season? Um well, there's no reviews or anything out on it yet, but I think the one I'm most looking forward to is Bombshell. Yeah, that could be interesting. That's one that has not premiered yet. That definitely it has not. But yeah. what, I, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I did see the trailer. There's like hardly anything in the trailer, but it's about yeah, it's the kind of the three women at Fox News that take down Roger Ailes and. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. it looks pretty so awesome. Dang, Charlize Theron as um, Megan Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, uh, I didn't Nicole know that was Kidman the title. as uh, what's her name? I forget her name. Greta Van Sestrin. Greta Van Sestrin. Yes, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then Margot Robbie as a as a f- like fictional like amalgam of of some characters, um, but yeah, it, it char- seeing Charlize Theron in that trailer is insane. Oh She's I'm unrecognizable. So ex- yeah, I'm so excited. 
and it's also John Lithgow as Roger Ailes, but we he's not in the trailer, so we haven't we haven't gotten any images of him yet. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm. It could be I'm, terrible. I know. I'm real I get, cautious I mean, on the that trailer. That's. I hope that it's not. But the yeah. trailer, I got that little because I did watch most of that trailer and got that little scratch of, oh no, is this going to be bad? Yeah. I mean, I hope well, it's, it's not. I hope it's, it's not. It's Jay Roach who is he can hit really, really big. He's made great movies or he's made some terrible movies. So it's, it's like one of those, like, Oh, which is this going to be like, I love when he gets political. I love it when he did, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head. The Sarah Palin movie. Um, Oh, the campaign. No, no. Uh, game change. Game change. I love game change. That was an was HBO film, but oh, he uh, did yeah, Trumbo. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Trumbo was, uh, I, I, I enjoyed Trumbo. So yeah. So, Oh, he did uh, do, I mean, Austin Powers. Come on. Yeah. And meet the parents. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, I'm so bombshell is definitely on, on the watch. list. if that, if that is good, it could obviously be a huge, huge hit at the Oscars. It's right up their alley for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, any other movies you guys are interested in, whether, whether they've been reviewed, you know, whether they've come out at the festivals so far, or if you're just anticipating them still, I'm, I am interested just based on, he was such a central figure in media in my childhood. Eddie Murphy is making his, uh, comic comeback if you will mm-hmm. with uh dolomite is my name yes um, oh i keep so hearing about he's, that yeah he's playing uh, a cult film star rudy ray moore from the 70s and i haven't heard a ton about it but the early review is that it's really funny and that it's a it's a re- it's a return to like really solid comedy uh for eddie murphy yeah. so i am interested in that one for sure yeah that, that's one i forgot to list out that definitely that did premiere at the festivals as well i feel like Buzz, I, Buzz was good. Like there, were, I didn't hear much negative from it. I, I, I think it got great reviews, but the buzz didn't sustain. I haven't heard much, yeah. many people talking about it since. I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'm I don't, that's another Netflix film. Yeah, I don't know how award worthy it's going to be, but just him being in a in a good movie would be would be nice. Yeah, so lots of movies to be on the lookout from for these festivals, and definitely some that haven't premiered. We, you know, we haven't seen The Irishman, 1917, Little Women, definitely uh, lots of others, Bombshell, that we haven't seen. And, of course, Cats. We haven't seen Cats yet, so Ugh. that's going to win the whole dang oh thing. It looks awful. So, no <laughs> Awfully awesome. I'm, looks, I'm fascinated. It looks I'm so fascinated. bad. Uh, so I can't wait anyway. till that's your favorite movie of the year, April. <laughs> oh, God. I, I might eat my words, but it looks terrible. Uh, anyway, well, I don't think April will be picking cats uh, for this movie draft, but we're going to go ahead and move into this new game. So I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a breakdown of the rules, um, which we're trying to keep it real simple here, uh, and then we'll dive into our picks. So like I said, this is kind of a, a spinoff of our summer movie wager, so it works similarly. Um, we're each going to pick five movies that we think will do well with awards this season, plus two bonus picks. And the only award shows we'll be looking at, we're going to be looking at the Golden Globes, even though they're silly and terrible. We're still going to, they're still a big awards show. Uh, and then, of course, the Academy Awards. So those are the only award shows we're looking at. And, uh, and here's how scoring works. At those shows, for every craft nomination one of your films receives, that's you know tech achievements, editing, sound, visual effects, all of those, uh, the film... Uh, gets two points for each of those nominations and every above the line nomination that's acting writing or directing is worth five points and then a best picture nomination is 10 points and then for wins you get five points for a craft win 10 points for an above the line win and 15 points if it wins best picture and then for those two bonus picks it's just a couple extra points thrown your way if a movie gets any 
any win at the at the Globes or the Oscars, that's three points, not cumulative, just three points altogether, just a couple extra points for for that movie. Any win uh, or any nomination? Uh, any win, any okay. win. So so just uh, just in case it, it comes out of there. Daniel, is it also true that if it's nominated for the Golden Globes that you subtract eight points? <laughs> I, you, you don't <laughs> do that. Principle. You don't do that. But. Uh, <laughs> It's just, you know, look, the Globes, the Globes are going to globe, you know, they're going to do their thing. And <laughs> they, they always do. See, if, yeah. if you know what? I think if I had really known we were going to do the Golden Globes earlier, I just would have picked Cats for everything because it's just going to win that, a bunch. You just put it, a count on it, it right might. now. I don't even get it. It looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said this on the show before, but t- the last three Tom Hooper films won an acting Oscar. All, for the last three, we had uh, you know Colin Firth for for the King's Speech, we had Anne Hathaway for Les Mis, and we had Alicia Vikander for the Danish Girl. Yeah, they so. all deserved it. Well, Vikander for it. Uh, uh, Vikander. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we'll see what happens. Judy Dench, maybe Ian McKellen. I don't know. Uh, mm. We'll see what happens. I Jason Derulo. We never know. Jason Derulo. <laughs> so anyway, so that's how the game works. That's the scoring. So it's just uh, based on the nominations and the wins for the Globes and the Oscars. So I'm going to be keeping track of points this season. Um, and so there definitely can be some strategy here. I mean, do you go for the tech nominations, something that's going to get a, you know eight tech nominations? Or are you going to go for the Buffalo Line one? So there's there could be some strategy here. So this is the first year we're going to do it. We're going to see how it goes and maybe make some adjustments next year. But I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays out. So. We're going to go around and just give the order of these films obviously doesn't matter. There's no order to them, but we're just going to go around and give one of our picks and kind of talk about, first of all, talk about, uh, you know, you're thinking behind this game as a whole, but then why you made that specific pick. All right. So we're going to start with April. Uh, uh, so what is your first pick and, uh, and kind of how are you thinking about this whole game? Okay. So I pretty much just looked at the movies that are coming out for the rest of the year and then the movies that have already come out and looked at some different articles, did some research, looked at festival wins and all that stuff. And then ultimately I picked my favorites out of the ones that could be contenders. Okay. So some personal cho- choices in here. Okay. So we'll see how I do. You, I've, you know, I'm, you said you you said you took that that method with the summer movie wager, and, and it, it didn't, didn't work, work out. <laughs> but no, it you did know. not. Um, yeah, I just I'm going with my gut on right. on a couple of these. So we'll see. All right. See. So what's your first pick? My first pick is Marriage Story. Okay. Very solid so, pick. Yes. And why did you pick that one? Um, because it looks great. It's getting great reviews. Um, and can't really go wrong with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. So, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Scarlett Johansson is putting her foot in her mouth quite a lot these days. Uh, but well, I think she still has a good shot at winning. In film, winning. she's still doing well. So yes, yes, she's and she's got that and Jojo Rabbit. So, um, you know that could play in her favor as well. Awesome, great pick. All right, Tyler, we're gonna go with you. What is your what was your thinking behind the game, and then what's your first pick? Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm not usually on the I've never not been on the summer movie rager, so I haven't really thought through something like this too strategically before. Um, and and you know until you said oh maybe think strategically about the craft nominations because they might get a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, oops, I didn't I didn't really think about that until just now. Um, otherwise, I might have done done something different. But I I kind of looked at uh, uh, a lot like April. I. I looked at uh, a lot of articles. I looked at a lot of reviews. I did some scoping out on Gold Derby, which I know is is hit and miss and can change a lot. But uh, yeah, I, I 
it's not scientific. I kind of just went with my gut with things I had been hearing about. Um, my first pick, and this is in no particular order, I guess. Um, right. yep. I'm, I'm going to say the same. I, Marriage Story is is one of my five, and and I would agree. It is. Um, it looks like a super intriguing, uh, you know, close look at, at marriage and relationships. Adam Driver is just phenomenal. Um, and, and I'm really excited to see, um, see what it does. It's getting, that's the one that I, I saw its name come up the most, I think out of, out of everything I was looking at. So. Yeah. Awesome. Solid pick. Definitely can't fault that one. So, uh, Chad, we'll move to you. Uh, what was your thinking behind the game and what's your first pick? My thinking behind the game was simply as much as it pained you to lose to Josh in the box Mm. office movie wager, how much more would it pain you not to win this game? (laughs) I will cry. Therefore, I I have spent exhaustive amounts of research and time and, and I've, I've literally prayed to the gods above to help me win this game. Um, actually none of that is true. I mean, it is true that I hope you lose, but, uh, all all the same things I've, I've just, um, I think ultimately my, my draft for my five before we get to dark horses are probably, it's a, it's a pretty good combination of what I think the Academy will award and what I hope will happen. So it may cost me to lose. It may cause me to lose it because I put a little bit of my heart in there. But mm. the first pick that I have, I think, is a fairly safe bet to get several nominations. Uh, and that's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. I think it's going to get uh, a picture nomination. I think it's going to get some acting nominations as well. Agreed. And maybe maybe screenwriting. So And some different things that are in there. So uh, for me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Awesome. Very good pick and one that we've seen. So uh, yeah. there you go. It's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a good way to do it. Awesome. Well, for my thinking, um, yeah, I definitely tried to think I, – I was trying to figure out if there is strategy to this, you know, it, um, because it, it's worth so many more points to get the above line of nominations, but there are a lot more opportunities to get nominated and win in the tech category. So I tried to have a list that, that meets both those things, some, of, some that – are kind of guaranteed to get some above the line and then some of them that are guaranteed to get some below the line. But I definitely took a couple risks. So it's very possible that I lose here. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But uh, I will go ahead and throw out my first pick, which is also Marriage Story. Um, I think for all the reasons you guys have already said, um, I would say with always with the caveat that it's so early it's still september but i would say right now that's my pick to win best picture i think it i think it's going to have a lot of momentum behind it and i struggle to see what's going to take it down but uh surely there's plenty of time for something to take it down so and i'm also banking on adam driving adam driver winning best best actor because i think uh i think that's probably going to happen and maybe scarlett johansson we'll see we shall see all right so back around to april what is your next pick my next pick is Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, mm. and I think I chose that because I think a lot of people loved the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary, and I loved it, and I think mm-hmm. everyone's ready for another Fred Rogers film, and you can't go wrong with Tom Hanks, so that's it. Yeah, that's it. that's yeah. a very solid pick. And that was uh, some hot garbage that that movie was not nominated for a documentary. <laughs> oh, whatever. it's still wild. Oh, yeah, so for sure. It's crazy. I still don't quite understand. The documentary branch is a hard one to nail down. But uh, yeah, I think A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is a, is a great pick. I'm, I'm excited for that one. What excited me about that at, at uh, the festivals is is how how 
big the praise was for that film. It seemed like people were, you know, we all expected this movie to be good and Mm -hmm. we like Mr. Rogers, but the praise was like, no, but it's also a phenomenal movie. So, um, yeah, so I'm very, very excited for that one. That's a really good pick. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Tyler, back to you. What's your next pick? Well, I, I actually for a while had Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood in the neighborhood on my list, and I honestly think I got scared away by the uh, by the the documentary snub, so I, I left it off my list, mm-hmm. and I maybe eaten those words because um, I really thought thought for a while it would do it. Uh, Little Women is my next pick. Okay, uh, and just the combination of Greta Gerwig, of it being a classic story, of being a, a fantastic cast. Uh, I hear good things like Saoirse Ronan um, could finally get her her uh, award, um, and uh, I, I just think it's I think it's a solid pick on on multiple levels, um, screenplay, directing, right, uh, and uh, and picture itself maybe, but I don't know. I'm I'm very excited for Little Women. Nice. I uh, fun fact: I have no association with any version of Little Women at all. Never read the book. Never oh, wow. seen any of the movies. I, nothing. What's even funnier? I hate Little Women in general. Oh, wow. I okay. uh, I think it's it's you hate, those... you hate Little Women in general. <laughs> what is wrong you with hate, you? As you see them you passing by. <laughs> wow, that's no, terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, it's it's the movie somehow that is the movie that like seems to always be on you know when you turn on the tv and you're and you're you know flipping through stuff um i've seen the play so many times um it's it just i really i really don't it says something that i'm very excited about little women because i really don't like um j- just about any of the previous incarnations i think that's it. a smart pick that could get a lot of craft nominations that's what it, I'm yeah about. Yeah. It's it's one of those. There's there's only few, a few of them, but it's one of those that could be a, a big player above the line and below the line. So yep. um, that is a strategic pick. It's also one that nobody's seen yet. So it is a it, you know it's a potential risk. Um, I'm I'm one of those. You know we all know how much I loved Lady Bird when it came around, um, and I was almost slightly disappointed that this was Greta Gerwig's next movie because it just feels so traditional. But I'm I'm hoping to be surprised. Like I said, I, I don't know the story of Little Women really at all. So yeah. Um. So we'll see how that one goes. Awesome. All right, Chad, back to you. What's your next pick? My next pick is The Irishman. Uh, for all the reasons mm-hmm. that we said, I think Netflix. This is the year Netflix breaks through. I think uh, in some way. Um. And I think that uh, this has the chance to have some acting nominations, a picture nomination for sure. Uh, and because it's a period piece, it possibly could snag some craft nominations as well. So uh, for me, I think the thing that could hurt it is that runtime. I think that's a, mm-hmm. pr- a bit insane. Uh, but uh, if, if indicators are that uh, it's as good as people think it's going to be, I think it'll be a solid player. Nice. That is a very good pick, and I will echo it. That is my next pick as well. Going last in this game kind of sucks because everybody's <laughs> always going to pick on the moves before I get to it. Uh, but yeah, uh, The Irishman is is a, my pick as well. I, I, I think that's a solid pick because um, like exactly like you said, Chad, I think it could definitely be a player in both above the line and below the line. I think... Uh, at the very least, we're looking at you know production design, visual effects, cinematography. Um, I think those are all safe bets. And then I I, I gotta imagine it's gonna at least break into best picture. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a little hesitant on this movie's chances. Like as a as a true contender, I just I don't know. I just I'm not sure. I think that the the, the runtime and the cast it almost all of it feels kind of like 
too good to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, but it is my pick. And, and so I, I, I hope that it does well. We'll see. We'll see. The, the other the other part of it is the whole the, the Netflix of it all. They just right. have so many contenders that right. I think they're going to have to focus their efforts, and I think they're going to focus their efforts on Marriage Story. So they're they're bloodthirsty this year. They they got a taste of a win last year, and now yep. they're gonna they're ready for to, for a full win. So we'll see what happens. All right, April, back to you. What's your what's your third pick? My third pick is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for mm-hmm. all the reasons Chad solid, said, solid. and then also. The the Academy loves films about themselves, so that's true. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's a solid pick. Awesome. And Tyler, what's next for you? Uh, I I would I am gonna echo a couple of them in the next uh, few rounds. I think, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, for sure, is is just. I think it's Oscar gold. It's I think it's gonna be. One of those, uh, you know, it's it's time for Quentin Tarantino to win. Uh, it's time, like either director. He has two or, Oscars. Uh, well, I mean, in his his coveted Best Picture, he hasn't won Best Picture yet, right? Correct. Or director. Or director. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. Like he's, it's time for him to win one of those. This seems like he's angling for it. Um, it's his penultimate film, theoretically. I think. I think all of those things, the drama behind it, just it's a story about about uh, about Hollywood itself. I think. Um, I think it's it's prime for um, a lot of those things. So plus plus acting potential acting awards. So yeah. I'm excited. That's great. And I think I'm, it could gonna, win. I mean, I think it could legitimately. I think it could win, win, and I want it to win. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go out of turn and uh, just and to say that that's also my next pick uh, for all the reasons you guys are saying. I, I'm. I sometimes some days I think it could win Best Picture. Some days I'm hesitant. I, you know, it's been a long time since a film released that early. Uh, to win right. just because it gets over it can get overshadowed with the buzz of all the fall fall and winter releases uh, but hollywood loves once upon a time in hollywood if you look at you know filmmakers and actors and everything their, their praise for this film is overwhelming and so i think that says something and it was I a huge is, financial success it was oh, yeah. yes it was massive and so um and people yeah as like enigmatic as he can be people love tarantino um, oh yeah and and love just love him as a person and so and, and a fan of film and hollywood himself like yep it's just yep. all of those things go into it i yeah, yeah. So I definitely think this is going to do at bare minimum. It's going to get a ton of nominations. Right, acting, craft. I mean, I think some production design, uh, editing, maybe. I I don't know what else, but costume design. So we'll we'll see where this one goes. Oh, it's got. Um, it's going to win production design. To me, it like just the the meticulous detail that he recreated. Um, 1969 or 8 1969 Nine. Hollywood I think yeah. um, it, it, no question to me he's I think he's won it if not I'm at the very minimum get get uh, the production design nomination yeah so one interesting thing that is my pick one one thing came out today just as an aside um, Brad Pitt did an interview you know he's got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which people are talking about best supporting actor which he's never won an acting Oscar he's won uh, he's produced some best picture winners so yeah, he's right. got he's got a couple Oscars but um, an interview came out today that he says he he's not going to campaign at all um, so he's not going to play the game um, that and by saying he's not going to play the game he he's just checkmated the game. everybody he, I know right, right so we'll see I mean um, nobody's really done that and won in a while Monique is the last one that I can think of um, for Precious she she did she did that she didn't play the game at all and she won so we'll see I'm not sure his performance hold on, is hold as on, hold on people actually campaign to win 
Oh, oh yeah. boy! Like, man. how does that? What does that even? They mean? spend millions of dollars on really? press and stuff like that. So like, yeah, it's just, they talk to but, the people that are voting, or yeah, it's like you go to the parties, you 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 go to screenings, you shake hands, you things like that, yeah. like because it's political, yeah, it's, it's politics, and it's, honestly, yeah. it's trans- transferred by the studios, so yeah. it's a yeah. it's a mm-hmm. full on campaign. Wow, yeah. I did not know yep. about this world. I feel like yep, it's a whole world. Welcome to being on the podcast with Daniel. You will, uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll hear all yeah. about this. Don't worry. That's crazy. So, yeah, so there's a lot of, and, and by campaigning, it's not like you're going out there and saying, here's why I should win, but right, you're just a right. presence, right? You're just like, you're hey, I'm a nice person, you yeah. like my movie, and I'm a nice person, so maybe you should vote for me kind of thing. Well, let alone um, all the commercials that do come out right around mm-hmm. that time that, that are basically, they are for your consideration. Yeah, for your consideration ads. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see billboards, well, in, like, in fair, LA and New York. Brad Pitt, he... Not to say he doesn't need to do that if he wants to win, sure. but I believe he's at the point in his life and career mm, oh where gosh. he, why would he? Right, I mean, right. He's yeah, not, that's he's definitely possible. That. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he is obviously such a movie. He's one of the last like true movie stars, right? And so um, I think he definitely has, he, he could win it without campaigning, especially since he's never won an acting Oscar. I that think blows it does my mind. I, I did, yeah. for some reason, I could have sworn he did, but I guess you're right. Yeah. He's, so, uh, I love him. Yeah. So anyway, so that doesn't change that that's my pick, but it's just interesting. It's uh, I, I don't know if that'll affect it. I, we'll we'll kind of see, but I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to do very well. Uh, so I went out of turn. Back to you, Chad. What's your next pick? Yeah, my third pick has already been mentioned. It's Marriage Story as well for all the reasons that have already been stated. Yeah. I, I think it's just, I mean, it's going to be in there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, great. All right, back to you, April. All right, I might get crickets when I say this film. This is one of my, those heart films. Oh, and I'm going to be separating from the pack <laughs> of this one. No, it's good. Um, yeah, but it's going to be Bombshell. And I know that I okay. could totally bomb with that pick because ah. it's very risky. Huh? I see what I did there. But <laughs> I think it's going to be do really well. I think the political climate needs a film like this. As a former Fox News watcher myself, I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the, the Academy loves to be political. And, yeah, I just... I think it's going to do well. I think Charlie Theron is going to be great in it. So um, there we go. I might fall on yeah. that sword. We'll see what no, happens. That, that is a very solid pick. It's it's one of those that it is a risky pick, but it could pay off because I don't have that on my list. But and if it scores big, yeah, it could hit really big. It could get multiple acting nominations. It could get picture. It could. Um, I do think it's already maybe one best makeup and hairstyling because if you look at Charlize Theron oh, she looks I mean totally different even if the movie is terrible I think I think they're going to win makeup and hairstyling just like Vice won last year so and it, um, it certainly is true that the Academy historically has a a film that is rewarded for the message of the film, not necessarily because it's the best Mm -hmm. film. So this seems like that could be this year's version of that. Yeah. And, and um, I just wrote an article for next best picture uh, kind of looking at in the expanded era of best picture since, since uh, 2009, kind of looking at the rotten tomatoes ratings of, of, you know, above line contenders Mm -hmm. and um, vice is the, like the lowest rated one of one of the lowest rated nominees in a few different categories. Um, But it's still got a bunch of nominations and one makeup and hairstyling because, you know, it's um, it aligns with a lot of, um, people's political beliefs and that's and 
so yeah, so I think I think Bombshell um, has a lot of potential, and it's not simply a political movie, right? It's 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 right. uh, it's about you know sexual like, assault, right? The Me like Too that. movement, and exactly. there's a lot of other things involved in so, it. Yeah, definitely separated from politics. So, uh, yeah, so definitely that's a risky pick, but it could pay off very well. Awesome. All right, back to you, Tyler. All right, I think I'm. I'm actually. I'm rethinking my picks, but I, I think I'm going to stick with this one. Stick um, with your picks, man. Don't let I, us sway you. No, no, no. It has, Don't I act actually, like Chris. It, you hang out with him enough, you start rubbing off on you. No, it's, it's more Chris of. Mode. I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm like, oh, did I think strategically enough? I was going to switch to something that might be an outlier, uh, but uh, but that's I guess is what our dark horses are for. Um, okay, yeah, I'm going to stick with this. So uh, the Irishman is my next one, and. Nice. I honestly, that's the one that I've been hesitating maybe the most about because, I mean, come on, Scorsese is, you know, again, one of those master filmmakers, um, but he is, he's hit or miss. Um, I, to me, he is. Um, I, I don't know. Goodfellas is one of the worst movies ever made, I believe. Let and I and I know. Have you lost? Have you? Oh, what? I know. Literally I deeply, lost your mind. I deeply hate it. I know. I deeply hate it uh, on a lot of levels. Uh, I don't but understand. Th- that's a different. <laughs> that's a different. Uh, yeah, different thing to talk you about later. You can like or not like movies, but one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, hey, Tyler. Sorry, have you I should seen have said one of the before? most overrated movies. I should have said that. I mean, overrated, overrated. You can. Movies. That's you know. You yeah, can defend that. I that's suppose. That's what I should have said. Yeah. Worst movie ever made. No. I think it's. I think it's criminally overrated. But that's that's hmm. another thing. Uh, so. Um, yeah, you're and, gonna hate the Irishman. I should tell you that. Yeah, right but it's now. weird though. But I love The Departed. I love, uh, you know, what he you did. know, Main Streets, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, The Color of Money. Not are you any of those movies you just named? Oh, um, Casino. Yeah, have you seen I've Taxi seen Driver? Gangs of I New York. Seen Taxi Driver. There are a few movies that are like the, av- and I would the say, Aviator. I have not seen The Aviator. You just oh need to stop God. talking right I, I, now. I haven't seen any of Scorsese's movies, and you see Goodfellas and say it's one of the worst movies ever made? Yeah, I really... It's I'm scary, Scorsese and I... But I've seen... There are some that like, Tyler, I have that you, I really... you're not allowed to pick his movie to be on your list. <laughs> Switch yeah, really. it to the other but thing. But I just... So you, I just you're allowed re-watched. to speak Scorsese's name. <laughs> I just rewatched uh Gangs in New York and loved it. I loved Silence. I loved The Departed. That's one of his worst movies. Which one? <laughs> Gang, gangs of New York. Agreed. I know. So I, I just I must not understand. <laughs> silence is a masterpiece. Just, he and I don't. I love. Yeah, silence. silence is good. Silence is. Good. I loved Silence. I thought Silence was way underrated, actually. But yeah, uh, that's true. Um, so I, I'm gonna say The Irishman. That one is is purely just because I think he he is. It's a long it's a long gestating movie. It's it's uh, you know got the the drama of the or it's got the tech the tech award you know potential in the de aging. Uh, but I also I, I could see it being way uh i don't know way overblown right now and then it's it's gonna bomb especially with that runtime but i'm gonna take my, take the risk and go with the irishman i'm i'm just a little confused yeah that's not a risk <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh... start a new podcast called we make tyler watch scorsese honestly yeah. and then we okay. don't allow him to talk about uh, him uh, ever again <laughs> yikes yeah today for sure daniel you are the superior Howard. there's <laughs> no you. doubt about it thank you wow I'm uh I'm I'm a little fascinated, but uh, we're gonna move on. This isn't a Scorsese podcast today, uh. So Chad, um, what are you gonna do? You have any do you have any random terrible movie opinions you want to throw out? Before I do. Your next you know, pick? I was gonna do Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, guys, but Tom Hanks is literally the most overrated actor yeah, of our he's time. He's horrible. He's, he's just a terrible, terrible actor. I don't like yeah. anything that he's in. So he seems like a he seems like a jerk too. Yeah, so. he's a complete a hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in all actuality, yes, I also have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This is one of my heart picks. I don't know that it's going to get a ton, although it could get some below the line nominations because, again, of the the time period that it's, it's set in, as well as. Uh, the progression of, uh, you know, hair and makeup, it's possible there. An acting nomination is certainly possible, maybe a picture as well. And this is really just one that I hope is great. So, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Nice. Nice. So, I, I ended up not picking A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And the reason, I'm very excited for that movie. Uh, and I think I'm going to love it. But the reason I didn't pick it is Marielle Heller, who, who did Can You Ever Forgive Me last year, um, her movies oh, just so seem... Good. And she's only directed two. This is her third film, so it's not like a lot of data to work with here. But I feel like this is going to go the way of Can You Ever Forgive Me, which only landed two acting nominations and a screenplay nomination. And that's Agreed. it when it it could have slash should have been a bigger contender, should have been a, in Best Picture, maybe even director. And so I just feel like we're leading up to the same sort of thing. Um, I think maybe not a market that one. That was the other yeah, thing. Like, it's true. Well, I think ultimately, though, I, I don't think I like that film as much as it sounds like you did. I, I certainly did enjoy it and think it was great and the performances were great. But I think the element that was missing in that movie is the uplift that this film is for sure going to sure. have. And so sure. I think her style uh, and the way that she shoots things very authentically combined with the person that we know Fred Rogers to be is going to, I think, I yeah. hope anyway, it's going to pan out. Yeah, it's very possible. I really hope it does. I would love to be wrong there because I'm excited for that one. And I would love for Tom Hanks to get nominated again. He was snubbed three times oh, very man. blatantly yeah. um, with, with uh, Saving Mr. Banks, Captain Phillips, and uh, and to a lesser extent, Bridge of Spies. He should have at least been nominated. Listen, Captain Phillips was Captain Phillips. criminal. Yeah, it, that was insane. That is an unbelievably it, underrated uh, performance. Yeah. So, um, so he, I finished that I, movie and I thought, you won. He won. Right. Like, yeah. why are we even talking that about last this? scene? You just played yes, the three minutes scene. of that last scene. Oh. And it's like, that's the best acting I yep. saw that year. Oh. And yet he wasn't even nominated. Yeah, so even though he's won two Oscars back to back in the nineties, um, you know, his last nomination was for Castaway in 2000. So, you know, it's, it's been a little while. He's got a bunch of big snubs, which could add up to, you know, the opposite, right? Where they nominated him no matter what. Or he is nominated and wins for something like that doesn't really deserve it in the future because it's his know. time sort of a thing. I don't know. Or he doesn't ever win again. Who knows? But yeah, yeah I, I hope that – I mean, I haven't seen the film yet, so I don't know what I'm going to think. But I, I hope that if he's good, he, he ends up pulling the nomination out. But that is not my pick. So I've got two more picks here. And um, I, I'm not sure if they'll land on either of your guys' list. So I'm going to go with the, the more known one and save my probably riskiest pick for last. All right. So, so my number four pick – is a movie we've already talked about, Waves. Um, like I said, this this one got such great reviews out of the festivals. Um, and the, the, but the reason I ultimately settled on this one, because I don't think it's going to be a big tech contender. So for it to be a good pick, it would really have to nail it above the line. Um, but I do think that's what it's going to do. I think based on the, the, the reviews from everything that premiered at Telluride and TIFF and Venice, um, Sterling K. Brown seems like a pretty straight up contender to win supporting actor. He's got the narrative. It sounds like he's got the performance. He's at just the peak of his career. So I think there's a lot of things that are adding up to him, him winning in that category this year. So that should get me some good points and then we'll see how it does in other categories. I think it'll be nominated for picture um, and a couple other places, but, uh, and, and probably score. I hear the score is phenomenal for that film as well. So, 
a little bit of a riskier pick. Not not a lot of guaranteed points there, but it could could pay off in the end. We'll see. All hmm, right, maybe you're uh, back to back to you, April, for your final pick. All right, my what final pick. So, uh, this is I had a really hard time deciding between this last one and then my two dark horses. They're all kind of even in my head, but I'm going mm. with this one, and I am trusting the uh, track record of the Venice Film Festival, and I'm mm. going with Joker. Okay. Oh wow. Uh, yep. That's it. Definitely a riskier pick, but it could pay off really well. Is that a film you would have picked if it hadn't won Venice? No. I would not have picked yeah. it if it hadn't won Venice. I mean, it would have been on my radar. Sure. Um, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, I think, could easily get a, a Best Acting yeah. nod. Nom. But um, mm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm just going. Yeah. I'm going with the track record. That is a very good, very good pick. You know, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't have an acting win yet or any Oscar win yet. Um, and so he is, I agree with what Chad said earlier in, in the show. Like he's one of the greatest working actors today. Like th- I don't, I feel like that's not like not a question. He is up there with some of the greats and uh, he doesn't have an Oscar yet. So. And he, he has inherited uh, and it's, it's funny that it's in the Batman universe. He's inherited Christian Bale's like superpower of, just changing his body mass at will yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and also going with the joker too which you know it, it seems to just be right on the on the track of, of doing something great i yeah i mean it, it would feel weird to me it, that two people would win a, an oscar for playing the joker you know heath ledger won but uh i i don't know he's getting just insane reviews so yeah. i think it's certainly possible and i think it's possible that it breaks through in more categories so um, we'll see. It's just it's such an oddity. I didn't expect to be talking about yeah, Joker so, so much weird. in awards season, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So we'll see what happens with it. Definitely, that is a good pick. All right, Tyler, back to you. What do you think? I also struggled with with putting the Joker on there, but I, I ended up not doing it. And and this, like I said, I, I knew nothing about this movie um, uh, that, I, that I did pick until you guys just talked about it. I knew other than the name, um, and that's about it, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Um, it, the number of times that it came up in um, in mentions and in buzz um, without me knowing really anything about it means I, I, I kind of had to put it at my number five. I'm super intrigued. And now that I know it's Taika Waititi playing Hitler. I mean, come on. It, it sounds it sounds just fantastic. So Jojo Rabbit is my fifth pick. Very good. And and the TIFF People's Choice Award, like I talked about, that, right. uh, you know, if it didn't get nominated for Best Picture, that would be, you know, that's that would kind of break a streak there for sure. So that could be a very solid pick. I, I was a little put off by the divisive reviews. I mean, it settled, not too divisive. It settled at like something like a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a um, you know, with a movie like that, it's, it's going to be divisive when you're, when you're, uh, when you're talking about Hitler and Nazis and have all these metaphors, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to definitely, um, you know, turn some heads. So that is a very good pick. All right, Chad, what's your final main pick here? Yeah, I had three films that were competing for uh, for this one, uh, this spot. And unlike Tyler, I don't I didn't uh, go with the TIFF. Um, people's choice there because I don't trust Canadians just on principle. Um, <laughs> wow. And so uh, here's where I am. I had um, I had 1917 Little Women and Ford v Ferrari all battling for a number five, and I picked the one that could do me very well here, or could cost me this game, 
but I'm going with my heart, and that's going to be Ford v. Ferrari. So I think Little Women probably could get a lot of below-the-line nominations, but I also think this one can. Uh, For the the setting, um, I don't know that it's going to snag acting, maybe, um, but I think it could be like the popular kind of film that does real well because it's a feel-good picture that maybe can snag uh, a, a, an outside best picture chance. Again, I know this is a risky pick, um, but it's where I landed. I, 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 it was really close between little women and Ford V Ferrari, but I think this is going to have a bigger impact. So that's why I went that way. That is a solid pick. My, my fear, I, I came very close to picking it. What's funny is the three movies you just named are the three that I was also vying for for my <laughs> last spot. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, I did not pick Ford V Ferrari because, it feels very much like First Man to me. It feels, it feels kind of light. Like, uh, well, not. It feels like it feels like a big studio picture that should be a shoe in for awards, but then and, and tech tech nominations as well, and all of that. And then, but then maybe it doesn't make a lot of money, and its Oscar chances go kind of down. But I mean, First Man won an Oscar and was nominated for quite a few tech awards as well. So. Yeah you know it's it's certainly possible and i'm very excited for that movie i think it looks phenomenal so i hope it does well i'm just worried about the box office of it all yeah but um, i have that same concern with little women oh absolutely so no but yeah question. but you're right you're right so i did not go with little women i went with 1917 all i think right. that's my oh, the almost, riskiest pick yeah. on on this list here um but i had to i had to throw one risk in there it's a movie nobody's seen so it could end up being awful um but it's from sam mendez it's a World War One film, and it's presented in real time, one take, and it's shot by Roger Deakins. So yeah. it's got some some you know some visual zeal to it. Um, Roger Deakins, I can't imagine he's he misses a nomination there for shooting for presenting a film all in one take, um, and a and a war movie at that. Um, and it's in real time, you know. At least Birdman was presented in one take, but it had clear scenes and time changes and shifts like that. This is not that way. So I think it's going to have a lot of tech nominations if it's good, and if it's really good, it could break into you know picture, director, things like that. Sam Mendes, you know, he's he's already an Oscar winner. He directed Best Picture winner, um, but he hasn't really shown back up in the Oscar race too much since. So um, it's a risk, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It doesn't come out till like December. So it's going to be a little while till we see that one. So we'll see how it goes. All right, so those are our five picks. We're going to go real quick around our our, uh, our bonus picks there just for a few extra points. Any any sort of win, you get a couple extra points um, if, if it wins anywhere. So, uh, Tyler, what are your two bonus picks? Um, so I so 1917 was one that I was shuffling around for a while, and I did end up landing that one as one of my two dark horses. Okay. Um, for for pretty much all of those, even though because basically for what you just said, it could go really good, it could be really bad. So hopefully, um, I I pick up some extra um uh, some extra points on that one. And my other pick is Parasite. Um, it's the one that has been getting the most buzz but like you said like you pointed out earlier daniel we haven't gotten enough recognition for foreign language films on the main stage above the line um and so i'm hoping that that changes and so that's kind of why i have it as a as a dark horse just in case you know we get some people saying oh hey let's recognize um some of the good stuff that is coming out of that so parasite is uh is one of is my uh 
last dark horse pick nice very very good picks i definitely think parasite has a shot a lot of people are predicting that that breaks into best picture and even best director so i'm not i'm not quite there yet but i think it it has a certain shot it's great it's a phenomenal movie uh all right april what are your bonus picks my bonus dark horse picks are jojo rabbit and the farewell Ah, the farewell. The farewell. That, that's one Love I was it. a little bit surprised didn't show up um, much on anyone else's list. It almost made my five, but it almost the, made mine too. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one because it could, you know, the conversation around it could die out mm-hmm. because it came out so early, or it could, you know, it's one of the best reviewed movies of the year still. So. Agreed. It, it only has death. three potentials or th- three or four potentials for me. So I was like, oh, is it going to win enough or get nominated for enough stuff? So yeah, I, I wasn't sure. And luckily, we've added the Globes in here. And I believe that the Farewell will go comedy at the Globes, which is kind of silly. What? But uh, okay. I think that's where it's going to go. So it could win Best Comedy at the Globes. So mm. we'll see. Uh, all right, Chad. So I think you kind of already told us what your bonus picks are, but go ahead and say them one more time. Well, curse you for... Only giving us two dark horse picks, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they are, yeah. They definitely need to be Little Women and 1917 uh, for sure. Nice. Yep. And then uh, I was playing around with the same same movies as Chad, so I've got Ford v Ferrari and Little Women. Um, I I really hope Little Women is good because I I love what Greta Gerwig did with Lady Bird. I'm just a little unconvinced, but uh, it, it you know I think bare minimum it's going to get some some good tech nominations. So. We'll see where that goes. All right, so that's a wrap on our first ever uh, awards season draft. So we're going to be kind of periodically checking in, seeing how some of the buzz for these movies goes. Um, you know, when the Golden Globe nominations come out, we'll revisit it. Hey, Daniel, um, are and- you going to maybe put something out so if the audience at home wants to play along, they can? Absolutely. So we are going to put out a Google form where you guys can join in and pick those as well. So um, look out for that on our social media channel. By the time we post the episode, we'll post the link for that as well. So definitely be on the lookout because we want to want you guys to play along with us. And so we'll be we want we'll be as many people, people to beat Daniel as possible to join. Amen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be really embarrassing, but it's going to happen. <laughs> so so yeah, join in with us, make your picks, and we'll definitely be shouting you guys out along the way. So we look forward to seeing that. All right, and with that, with all this talk about movies that are going to do well at the awards, we're going to be talking about a film that seemed to have some high awards aspirations that might not pan out. So uh, April and I are going to review The Goldfinch. In Amsterdam, I dreamt I saw my mother again. Same beautiful pale blue eyes. When I lost her, I lost sight of any landmark that might have led me someplace happier. You the boy, are you? The boy whose mother was killed. Synopsis says a boy in New York is taken in by a wealthy Upper East Side family after his mother is killed in a bombing at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh, this stars Oaks Fegley, Ansel Elgort, Nicole Kidman, Jeffrey Wright, Luke Wilson, Sarah Paulson, a few others directed by John Crowley. Um, I was actually really excited about this film when I saw the trailer a while back. Um, 
looked like just a beautiful film about grief and moving on mm. and just kind of a, a very human element to the film. And it did not do well at the box office. Um, it did not. Yeah, it had one of the worst openings ever, maybe? I don't know. Of the year, at least. It <laughs> yeah. had a pretty bad opening, for sure. It did not do well at the box office or in the critics' eyes. In fact, Rotten Tomatoes has it right now at a whopping 25%. So, mm. But surprisingly, it's actually got a 75% audience score. So huh. the few That's people that went out and saw it yeah. liked it, I guess. So we'll see how me and you fared with mm-hmm. it. Um, so, Daniel, tell me a little bit. How what you thought about the film, if you're looking forward to it going in, and your overall thoughts about it. So yeah, I was actually excited for The Goldfinch. I love John Crowley's Brooklyn. Did you see Brooklyn? I loved Brooklyn. That was one of my favorite oh, so movies good. of that year. Yes, and it's so good, and I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. It's really not, you know, it, it seemed like a kind of straight down the line romance, mm-hmm. and that's not really my thing, but I loved that movie so much. It was so authentic. Um, and so, yeah, I was I was very excited for this movie. And I think that uh, the the trailer for this was really well done. Mm-hmm. I thought the trailer was great. My only my, the only thing I said my, when my wife and I saw this, the trailer in theaters for the first time, we turned to each other and we're like, wow, that looks really good. I have no idea what it's about, but the trailer looks yeah. really good. And now I kind of understand why mm-hmm. the trailer was that way, uh, because it's kind of hard to pinpoint what this movie is is about Mm -hmm. but it's got a great mood right so like i think the trailer did a great job at setting the uh, setting the right mood for the movie but just there's just not a lot of of story there it just doesn't know what it's about so this film spends so much of its time with nothing Uh, we we follow the younger theo played by oaks fegley for the majority of the film and i think he does an amazing job Mm -hmm. i think he is a phenomenal actor he's got such a great future in front of him so he was a real bright spot in this movie um because so much of this movie is on his shoulders and Mm -hmm. i think he carries it very very well and so but so much of this movie you know it opens with the older version ansel elgort it opens with him but then there's not a lot of tie-in to the younger counterpart story. So we're really just watching this kid grow up in his tragic life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, his mom died in this explosion. That's not a spoiler. That's in the trailer. His mom died in this bombing of the Met. And now he's just kind of growing up with his dad in, in Vegas. And it's just like a sad life. And that's Mm kind of it is just watching him have a sad life. Um, And so it just felt so disconnected from this adult story. I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know what we were working towards, Mm -hmm. what the, what, what, what he, the character wanted other than to grow up well. And so I, I, I never read the book, so I don't know what themes that book hits upon, but I could see so much potential here in holding on to past trauma, things like Mm -hmm. that. If it was more about that, but it felt like, we were supposed to be heading in a direction, but I never knew what the direction was. Mm-hmm. But it still feels like there's such a good movie it, like buried beneath the surface. I feel like this could have been really good because I think it's shot beautifully. Um, you know, Roger Deakins, like we already talked about in this episode, he's he's phenomenal. It looks great. I think the, the mood and emotion overall lands with me. I think because of the performances, especially by Oaks Fegley, really good but i just never knew where we were going and so i i i really couldn't connect with much here um it it 
it spends this movie is two and a half hours long mm-hmm. and for so much of it i just i just didn't care and then by the time you kind of figure out where we're going and what the end result is going to be it's too late to make me care and it's kind of gets a little ridiculous actually um so i i definitely did not like this movie but it's hard to hate because i don't think it's garbage because there's so much good here it just could never really connect into into anything that really mattered so it, it was actually a disappointment because i could feel i wanted this movie to be better i was rooting for it as i was watching it like i don't know what's happening but i kind of like it and it just goes nowhere so it's kind of a bummer for me what did you think i'm very curious what you think of of this movie yeah so i i was looking forward to this film um i was looking forward to it less because i looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score before uh, I went and saw it. So my yeah. I had low expectations, which actually helped me when I saw Dark Phoenix. That had really low expect or <laughs> bad rating and I had low expectations and I ended up kind of liking that film. So I thought, well maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll, you know, go against the critics again. But um unfortunately I think I'm with the critics on this one. Um I, I agree with everything that you said pretty much is gonna be a pretty boring review because we probably are going to agree on everything um Mm. i thought i thought it had a lot of potential i feel like they could do a re-edit um yeah they could cut a good 40 minutes out at least um maybe even more than that um and the the film would still be solid i feel like when they did the flashbacks everything felt a little disjointed almost like we weren't watching a flashback we were watching a different story that was the main thing Yeah. yeah Right, and and I so I think if they would have either made, um, like spent longer in the in the present, or just cut the past shorter to where they were more even, it wouldn't. It might have just flowed a little bit better. I don't know. Um, I actually I didn't realize that Finn Wolford was in this film and his accent, with a Russian accent. Yeah, <laughs> that threw me. I it took me a long time to like not think of that as Finn Wolfhard with a Russian accent like the whole time. So yeah. Um not that he did a bad job. I just I it was just it was hard for me. Um But yeah, I I think the film had some really good moments. I thought it was beautifully shot. Some of the scenes in the desert were mm. just gorgeous. Um but yeah, I I actually have written pretty much exactly what you said. Like by the time you get to anything happening plot wise, you really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I really don't think. I think they set up a good amount of empathy for the kid, um, yeah, for the main yeah. guy. But once he was older, we didn't we didn't know him. Like we mm. knew him as a kid, but so much time had passed, and and it was yeah. kind of confusing how he got to where he was and. Um, yeah, so uh, I'd say there were there were definitely moments that were that were good. I I think the ending was cool. Um, there was some cool like, um, like messaging with grief and holding on to the past and some trauma and just how it affects you as a as a human being. I thought all of that was all good and well. Um, it just took way too long to get there, and it was slow. It really I looked at my phone several times to see what time it was. Yeah. So, and that's a that's an indicator to me that like that's that's not a a good a well done film. So yeah, it feels weird. Like one of my complaints is that it, it feels like they're trying to cram too much backstory and emotion in, mm-hmm. and they leave the plot behind, which feels like a I, I I feel like I haven't made that complaint about a movie before. Usually it's like oh I didn't connect to the characters mm-hmm. or they didn't have emotion. It's like the opposite. Like I 
only connected to the character of of Theo as a kid. Right. But I didn't know the reasons. Be- there was no plot. It was just, oh, man, this kid has a terrible life, and that's really compelling. But what about this whole plot about the painting and all this stuff? Like, it was just going nowhere. So it was just... I don't, it was so close. Like I, I feel like if this movie had just been about a kid, like trying to just survive this tra- traumatic experience and kind of leave some of the more like the crime elements and things like that, mm-hmm. the, that just never grabbed me as much as just this kid's story. That was so much more interesting to me than the right. actual plot of the movie. Um, yeah. yeah, and they they did a, a decent job of of because they flash back to the day that his mom actually died. And so there's a little bit of Mm -hmm. a mystery of what exactly happened and um, like who he talked to, who he didn't talk to. Um, But I, and that adds up to nothing, right? Like (laughs) it it never really paid off. They never fully explained a lot of it. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could spoil this movie. I'm wondering if I had read the book, if I would have liked it more, if, if maybe I would have had more context of what was going on. Um, but yeah, and like I went back and rewatched one of the more recent trailers because it was advertised on my Fire Stick because I I wanted to see because I, I remembered loving the trailer so I rewatched the trailer after I saw the film and the whole trailer that I of that trailer was all about um Pippa who is um in the in the film she's the other girl that's in the bombing um but she's not really a part of she's not she's in the film. But it's not as big of a role mm. that the trailer makes it seem yeah, she's that she's going to be. Yeah. So I just I yeah. thought that was strange. But yeah. And I think, you know, I think let's give a disclaimer. I think it's OK if we don't really do a spoiler section. But if we can, um, I, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more just in general about what happens in this movie, because because yeah. um, it was kind of mind boggling. The ending of this movie kind of like was way out of left field i feel like right um and so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about some of the specific plot points so if you haven't seen the movie you want to see the movie um good luck and also uh we're gonna spoil some of it here so and and just make sure you pee before you go into the theater yeah yeah, really so so as it got to the end you know there were just so many things this this film tried to cram all of the plot in like the last 20 minutes of the movie um after we had already had this two hours before it and it just went from zero to 60 like mm-hmm. in no time like he literally like kills a guy <laughs> i know i mean like what the heck he's he's scamming people he's which i mean i guess i get the through line of how that tragic life can turn into this you know life of you know scamming people but like it just it just went so far so fast and we don't even see the resolution of the painting we're just told it right like the painting gets stolen, and then uh, Finn Wolfhard's, the adult version of his character, whatever his character's name was, Boris, all he says is, no, the painting's fine. You're good. And that was like, oh, wow, this big cathartic moment that's just like, no, you're good. Well, and <laughs> like, then, yeah, and then the whole thing was he suddenly wanted it just back into the world. Like, the whole the whole idea of the painting, of he lost the painting, it's gone now. Yeah. Like, the whole time I was like, it's not lost. It's still in existence. Like, right, right. he should be yeah. thankful that... It's still, I don't know. Maybe I'm not an art person, but I didn't understand the whole when Jeffrey Wright was all like, "Tell me it's not true." Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand his character enough. I guess maybe that was just me looking at my phone. I don't know, but um, 
I didn't understand his character yeah. enough I, I to think fully he... that 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 I bought that that would be like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I agree, and and I think that they could have gone further with this idea of like this painting. Rep- Again, I don't know how it is in the book, but this painting kind of representing this trauma that he's holding on to. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a clear metaphor that that I feel like they didn't really they didn't really connect with. They mm-hmm. didn't connect with that as trauma. It was just he was kind of holding on to it. Um, right, and, and so, then they didn't show. I mean, I guess at the very end, I enjoyed how they they finally show his mom before the bombing showing him the painting that that was her absolute favorite picture. Um, so so you you understand why he's holding on to it, I guess. But I, but I, I don't. Was, we don't know that until the end. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, it's it's, like yeah, it is kind of confusing. And yeah. I will say there were a couple twists. Like I uh, the twist where Boris took the painting. Like I didn't. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah, that was a good moment, and I think that was well executed as well. Um, I, I, what did you think of Ansel Elgort in this movie? Honestly, I, uh, I, I didn't think he did a, a poor job. I just thought the character itself was a little flat. It was kind of yeah. like one note and a little bit mopey, and um, which I don't know if that's necessarily Ansel's fault or if that was directing or writing yeah. or what, um, but I wasn't really all that impressed with the acting yeah. there. I agree, and I think he's constantly upstaged by Oaks Fegley, who who does a phenomenal job. I think the, the, the as a child, it it reads less mopey, or mm-hmm. le- because he's like he literally just lost his mom, his right. dad's abusive, like all these things, and so it it feels more true mm-hmm. for him to be quiet and a little more reserved or, or whatever. And uh, but as an adult, he just. Uh, yeah, I, I was very unimpressed. I agree. It, c- it could be uh, the writing, the character itself, more than his performance. But his, his performance just did, did very little for me, especially uh, when you also have these great actors like Jeffrey Wright. Um, I think Jeffrey Wright does a great job mm-hmm. with his role. Um, and then even Luke Wilson, he's not in this movie a lot, but like that scene where he with the phone call. Oh, yeah. Um, that was great. That was, in, I that that was, was intense. Phenomenal. That was one of the better scenes of the whole film, oh, I think. Yes, it, I agree. Like that was so good. Um, I wish, I wish it had been more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just watch this kid grow up with like, uh, you know, his mom dies and he's got an abusive dad. Like that's inherently interesting. Let's just watch that and because right. they did those scenes so well. I just man, so much of this movie feels like it could have been great and just never gets right. there for I, me. I think it's the so biggest its biggest issue was your your protagonist it never had a goal really until right. the very end when he suddenly wanted to get the painting back but you you see him holding on to this painting i guess his whole life and that's pretty much it and then he just kind of yeah, he's it. just reactive <laughs> yeah so was, i i yeah i remember i, I totally lo- agree i looked at my phone it had been going on for like an hour and 10 minutes and i i literally had the thought of like i have no idea what this plot is Yep. We have zero yep. goal. I don't. I've, what are we trying to do? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like I'm just yep. sitting here, fly on a wall, watching this. I don't know this yeah. film. I, I also felt like it was so often hampered by. You can tell it's adapted from a book. You mm-hmm. know, like sometimes there is some painfully literary dialogue, where it's like pe- people don't speak that way. Like when, um, when the scene where um, Theo and his fiance Kitsy, which first of all, her name's Kitsy for goodness sake. Yeah. So she's a character from a book, obviously. Um, <laughs> and uh, just the, some of the dialogue in that scene just felt so written. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, it was painful. 
and just so many of these character names, like Jeffrey Wright's characters, Hobby and uh, Kitsy and yeah, they were, Pippa. Honestly, and, the the whole the family that he goes to stay with, all those kids' names were confusing. And then when yeah. the older brother came down out of nowhere, I was so confused. Like, who's that? I <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, a, a, a new person. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> it was just yeah, a little Nicole, bit confusing. And, we haven't even talked about Nicole Kidman at all yet. Oh, yes. Um, she's almost like a non- factor in this movie like she serves no purpose really i honestly i i don't know how she's supposed to come across because i didn't read the book but when she when the the young kid first goes to their family i thought she was giving him some real creepy looks yes i thought the exact same thing that felt sexual yeah it felt really weird or it was either like like stepford wives a little bit just kind of like giving him I was very confused. Like, oh, so that I thought she was going to be like an antagonist of some sort. Right. She was just, I agree. It was strange. And, and yeah, I, I never knew what her emotion was. Like, the, she played, she played very dry, and so I, I could never read mm-hmm. what she wanted. Like, I think after watching the movie, I think we're supposed to really like her. Like, I, because right. I think she was supposed to be one of the few people who truly you know, care other than hobby, not nearly as much as hobby, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to be the most lovable person, but like she cared for him. She really liked him and was like really kind to him. But that's after watching the movie. Like, well, I was watching it. It was kind of like, is she going to do something? Is she going to like make a move on this kid yeah. or what's going on? It was really uncomfortable. It was strange. Uh, and I didn't think at the end when she was like, I've always viewed you as my, one of my own. I was like, how how long did he even stay there? It wasn't even that right, long. Right. And then he's been yeah. gone for all these years. And I don't know. It was Some yeah. of it felt really forced. What did you think about, I found it a little confusing, but maybe it was just, just me. What did you think about um, when they finally do the flashback scene of the bombing and then um, Hobby's partner, uh, yeah. Blackwell, gives him the ring and then... But, like, what was the the point of that? Was that, like, a, a secret no message of, like, this will get you to hobby, but, like, why does you, the kid need to go I, to hobby? Yeah, I, it was so weird. Like, so I asked I asked a friend of mine who, who read the book to explain that a little bit more because, to me, it played as, like, magical realism, right? Like, it mm-hmm. played like um, there was, like, some mission that needed to be completed and, like you know, fate orchestrated this moment for him to receive this ring at this time. But mm-hmm. like none of that actually like that didn't factor into the plot. It was just, nope, he just happened to be in a bombing and this guy just happened to give him the ring and he just happened to go find hobby and he just happened to do this. He happened to do that. Like it never felt like any of it was intentional. Yeah. It was very confusing and very weird. And it was played like a twist, but it didn't actually reveal anything new. Mm-hmm. Like we knew he got that ring. We knew who he got it from. We didn't know why, but I still don't know why. Right. The only thing and I so, can think of is if he wanted the kid to take the painting to hobby. But I don't. But I don't know. It doesn't. I, I it doesn't make idea. sense why. But yeah. I don't know. I was very yeah. confused. <laughs> yeah. As that whole thing was just so confusing. I. Ah uh, uh, man. Honestly, just take all that crap out. Like, right. <laughs> take all of it out, and you can have a good movie. I just, it just led up to just nothing. I, like him, Ansel Elgort. Everything with him just didn't work for me. Everything with the adult character, pretty much, mm-hmm. didn't work for me. Like him, 
you know, taking pills? Like, was he trying to kill himself? Like, I, it just, I never knew what was, I just never knew what was happening at all or why anything was happening. It was just so frustrating yeah. when there was so much good, like there's a lot of good stuff and man, it was a very frustrating movie experience. Yeah. I think they could sure. have taken away a lot of the extra stuff and it could have been a really sweet, much simpler film about loss and, and life yeah. and moving forward. And I, I'm wondering, I, I have a feeling they just were kind of anchored to the book a little yeah. bit and that probably hurt it yeah yeah for sure I, I i you can feel that you can feel the anchor yeah for sure um real real quick we're going to rank this film give it our recommendations we have um the the top recommendation which is you should go see it in theaters we have you could you could rent it you could stream it or skip it so daniel what's your recommendation for this film man it's just it's not I really reserve skip it altogether for like garbage, and this isn't garbage. There's like, you can I th- I think you can hear in my review like I liked so many pieces here, it just never came together. So, uh, you it's definitely not worth your money. It's long, and um, unsatisfying, for sure. So I would say you could stream it. There's a lot of other great things to watch. So it's not like you need to be in a rush to watch this. But if you were intrigued by the mood and the feeling of the trailer. You might like elements here, so um, so I, I'll, I'll say stream it, but it's not a very high recommendation. All right, so stream it, and I actually am going to recommend stream it too. I actually thought about skip it too, as well, but because I liked Brooklyn so much, I want to give this filmmaker a little bit of props. And the yeah. there was some good stuff in here. Uh, it yeah. just was muddied down by a lot of crap. So the cinematography is gorgeous. I it mean, this is. this is. Uh, as of right now, there's still all those movies that we talked about earlier in the episode. There's all those that we still need to see. But uh, this is my favorite cinematography so far of the year. I mean, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is um, really It's beautiful. And, and I think, you know, it's Roger Deakins. He's nominated for a lot worse movies. So I think he could still get nominated for an Oscar for this movie. So um, if you like movies that are gorgeous um this is one so yeah there you go well that wraps up our review of the gold finch and our episode please be sure to be sure to tune in next time and don't forget to check out our social media channels or leave us a review and we will see you next time and that's a wrap you've heard what the screeners had to say now you be the critic head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think see you next time